two, three, go. Okay. Welcome to Sports Mad Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past week, we've had two posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we described the study where the authors reported that the 2017 International Recommendations for Interpreting Electrocardiographs to Screen Young Athletes performs well compared to other screening recommendations. In the second post, we summarized two studies where the authors found that longer rest and recovery periods following an ankle sprain may lead to better short and long-term physical activity and dynamic balance. If we take a closer look at that second post, we find that the authors used a mouse model to identify short and long-term effects of different lengths of rest and recovery after a surgically induced ankle sprain of the talofibular and calcaneofibular ligaments. The authors randomly assigned 18 male mice to one of three groups following surgery, three days, seven days, or 14 days of rest. During rest periods, the mice were free to ambulate in their cages, but refrained from voluntary physical activity, so they still had some weight-bearing activities. Following the rest period, a running wheel with magnetic sensors and digital odometers were placed inside the cages for the mice to voluntarily begin exercising. The investigators inspected daily odometers and recorded running duration and distance. They calculated average daily speeds for each week. Further, the mice were trained to perform dynamic balance and gait assessments before and at three days and up to 48 weeks after injury. Dynamic balance was assessed using a one meter long round wooden beam on a 15 degree incline. Mice were allowed 60 seconds to cross the beam and the average of two trials were taken along with the amount of times a sprained ankle limb slipped off the beam. Gait was assessed using a footprint test which measured stride length of the sprained limb. In the first study, Hubbard and Turner and colleagues found that all three groups had similar exercise duration, distance, and speed from 3 to 15 weeks after surgery. However, the 14-day rest group had greater exercise distance and speed during the 16 to 45-week follow-up period and also faster speed starting at 31 weeks after surgery compared to the two other groups that rested less time. Similarly, Wickstrom and colleagues revealed the mice in the 14-day rest group had better dynamic balance and crossed the beam faster than the mice in the 3-day rest period. The overall conclusion from these two articles highlight the importance of adequate rest following an acute ankle sprain. While there was little evidence of prolonged rest benefiting short-term recovery, the 14-day rest group had a better long-term recovery of physical activity and balance compared to the shorter rest groups. While the authors acknowledge that time frames used in this mouse model fail to directly translate to human time, 
we can make inferences into the utility of these results. For instance, 70% of athletes will return to sport three days after an acute ankle sprain, and 90% will return to activity after one week. Moreover, more than 50% of those who sprain their ankle report residual symptoms for more than 10 years. We also know that between 40 to 70% of individuals who sprain their ankle will develop chronic ankle instability, which is associated with poor balance, muscle weakness, abnormal gait patterns, and reduced health-related quality of life. Furthermore, when taking into consideration the inflammatory process following an acute injury, physiological evidence would suggest tissue recovery needs 6 to 12 weeks to restore adequate tensile strength. As healthcare professionals treating athletes, our goal is to facilitate a safe return to play after an acute injury. However, we need to start defining safe return to play as not just short-term effects, but also by the long-term effects. Allowing our patients to return to play as quickly as possible following an injury may not yield the best long-term results. In a community often focused on today, we need to be the advocates for the patient's long-term wellness. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was the Clinical Journal of Sports Medicine's podcast with Dr. Tamara McLeod about pediatric and adolescent concussions. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice he use, then please check out our seven online evidence-based practice courses that are available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to our summaries, the courses, and the CJSM podcast on our new website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back in two weeks with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.